Welcome to Game of Stones, everybody. I am Sean Graham. Scott is alongside, as always, from the other side of the country. Still not back yet, Scott. Still not back, Sean, in Vancouver today, where it's a, a balmy 10 degrees, partly cloudy, beautiful day. Very nice. So about 20 degrees warmer than it is here in the nation's capital. When you left, uh, it was still the fall. Winter has arrived in Ottawa, Scott. Ugh, I guess I took a, a good time for a trip. Yes. So, uh, yeah, there's snow on the ground. Uh, as you're listening to this, if you're listening to this, as we release it, uh, the city should be freshly covered with snow. It's been snowing for the good part of a week now. <laughs> and uh, that's it. At, at least, at least Scott, they gave us to Halloween. And the kids could do the, the thing. It wasn't too cold Halloween. And now, now we're just locked in. Oh my God! I just uh, looking at the website uh, Environment Canada here. Significant snowfall beginning late Thursday, ending Friday morning. Yes. Ten to fifteen centimeters. Holy cow! Yes. So, and if you're listening to this, we're releasing it Friday. If you're listening to it, uh, that hopefully that hasn't come true because right? we all know how unreliable the weather folks can be, right, Scott? Hey, now, Sean. Yeah, there you go. No, no comment there. <laughs> um, so the reason we're doing this little pop-up uh, episode is, one, the European Championships have started today as we release this. But also, Scott, our friends at Rocks Across the Pond on their episode that they released today have challenged us to a bit of a contest in terms of our picks. So Ryan and Jonathan from Rocks Across the Pond, they made their picks on this, and they thought that they could best us in picking curling teams in these events. Yes, Sean, they thought so, but we are we both know that we have been uh, prognosticating now for just about a year, or so they've got their work cut out for them. Yes, and we've been doing quite well too. <laughs> uh, if you look at the last two grand slams, uh, I had Brad Jacobs, which very few people had Brad Jacobs there. You had John Epping in the one before it, so We've been we've been on a pretty good roll between the two of us. Yes, exactly. So uh, so the challenge was, and and go over and listen to theirs. They have a, a, a more comprehensive breakdown of the field uh, in their emergency pod that they released uh, on Friday today. If you're listening now, is the, what they did is there's two streams to this. So almost like what we had last weekend at the tour challenge. There's an A and a B draw. And the way it works is that you play the A, round robin. The bottom two teams get relegated down to that B pool, and the top two teams from the B pool get promoted up onto the A side. If I've, yeah. if I've understood the rules of this right for the European Championship. So that means this is not that dissimilar to what we had at the Scotties and the Briar for a few years where that bottom team, whoever it was, would go into the relegation for the next year. So that means that throughout the week, you have to be looking not just at who's going to be making the playoffs, but also who is down there at the bottom of the standings. Exactly, yeah. So 
if your team that you're rooting for is posting an offer, you're going to you're going to want them to pick up a win late in the week to avoid that relegation. Absolutely. So, we'll go through the the challenge that has been presented to us is to pick your top 3 teams, the gold, silver, and bronze medalists, as well as the two teams that you think will be relegated from the A to the B and then to go through and look at the B side and figure out who those two teams are that are going to be promoted. So that's what we're going to do. We'll make those picks. And uh, I, I was in our conversation with the guys over there, Rocks Across the Pond, we were talking about what sort of stakes we could have in this. Uh, Scott, do you have any ideas for what the stakes should be in our little contest here? Well, I was thinking we could have them eat some poutine, but it seems like that would be a win rather than uh, if they lost. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I don't think so, uh, that would be – we could make the – you know what we should do, uh, at least for Ryan, who is there in Virginia. I think what they, he should have to do, if we win, and I know you'll fully support this, Scott, is that he should have to go to the closest Trader Joe's and pick up a six-pack of Simpler Times Pilsner and uh, have to drink the whole six-pack, not in one sitting, but say within a week. The whole six pack, Sean. The whole six pack within a week. Oh yeah. my God, this this is bordering on cruel and unusual punishment. But, that is, uh, that is, yeah. So I was thinking we'd make him wear a Virginia shirt, you know, because we know he loves Virginia Tech. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> ooh, there you go. Um, yeah, but maybe something like that, and uh, and and maybe for uh, Jonathan, maybe have him have to wear like a France football shirt uh, oh, yeah. around one day just to see if he's able to survive doing that um, <laughs> so so something along those lines we'll, we'll maybe formalize this uh going forward but let's let's get into this and the women's side of the draw and again for this we're picking our top three on the women's side the, the teams that you would expect to be there are there anna hasselberg who of course took last weekend off hard to argue that uh, given the, the the time involved to get back home and get on the proper sleep schedule, all that kind of stuff, we should say that this event is taking place in Tallinn, Estonia. Uh, first time that I can remember a major event being in Estonia. I'm sure I'm wrong on that, but I can't remember another one being there. And going through, I'll just run down the teams real quick. Team England, skipped by Lisa Farnell. Team Spain by Ohan Otegi, and I hope I say that right. The Estonian team by skipped by Mary Turman. The Hungary team by Dorotia Polenska. Then you also have Lithuania by Virginia Polaskats. I'm no, I didn't say that right. How would you say that one? Polaksati. Sati, yeah, something like that. Uh, the Norwegian team skipped by Kristen. Skalsin, Uh It's hard to read these when you've just heard them. Uh, I have to say, uh, the Polish team by Marta Slenga Frenia, the Slovenian team by Nadia Pippen, the Slovakian team by Sylvia Sikorova, the Turkish team by Dilzat Yildiz, uh, and there you go. So that's the B side. So, yeah, that's the B division, Sean. Does anything stand out to you from the B division? Well, one uh, is that I I can't pronounce any of their names. Um, that's uh, That stands out, yeah. That's probably the first one. The other one is that I, I didn't know that some of these countries had national teams, uh, to be honest. Uh, I obviously don't follow 
European curling as closely as perhaps maybe I should, but uh, I was unaware that Slovakia, for instance, or Turkey, that they had teams. Turkey's the one that really surprised me in, in going through this field as to having a team. Because, you know, we see these teams, Scott, at, or these countries represented at things like the mixed doubles, but we're not used to seeing them at four-person events. And here we are. Obviously, you and I haven't paid close attention to B-side of the European Champions, Championships before. So I, I was just a little surprised at the variety of teams, the number of teams. Oh, yeah, for sure, Sean. And and uh, two of these teams moved up from the C group that uh, played their qualifications a while ago. So that was Poland and Slovakia uh, came up through the C side. Uh, let me double check to make sure that's right. Yeah, Slovakia and Poland. So... Uh, you know, uh, kudos to them. And of, of all these teams, I looked them all up on the World Curling Tour uh, rankings. The highest ranked team I saw was the Hungarian team at 149. Okay. Uh, there was five of them that I couldn't find on the rankings. Okay. So not a lot of play then, at least not on a lot tour of for these teams on, on any yeah. sort of ranked events. I'm sure they spiel a lot. Yeah, I'm sure, but uh, so so based on that, Sean, am I going to pick a team now to, to come up? Yeah, so go ahead. Make Well, we're picking two, right? So uh, And we're picking individually, too. I, I should note this, that um, we are a team on this, but we are also picking individually. Yes, yes. So, so I'm going to take that Hungarian team, uh, skipped by that name that you said before. Yes. And... <laughs> And you know what? I'm going to also take uh, Estonia Okay. to come up. Given the home ice advantage here. Yeah, yeah. So I have, uh, I agree with you on the Hungarian team. You can't go wrong with picking the highest ranked team here. Uh, I, I think there's, there's no real better reason to pick a team then. And I'm also going to go with the uh, Norwegian squad. As well, just as a traditional okay. curling power, uh, Kristen Skazlian. I've heard that name before, so I'm going to go with them to come up. So we have, I have uh, Hungary and Norway. Hungary and Norway, right on. All right, so let's move on to the A side team, and excuse me, A side teams, and the draw here. This is a round robin, top four make the playoffs, semifinal, final, no page playoff here at the European Championships. So we'll go through the teams here. Czech Republic, Anna Kubeskova, Denmark, Madeline Dupont, who we're very familiar with, Finland with Una Kaust, Germany, Daniela Jens, Italy, Veronica Zappone, or Zappone maybe. Um, Zappone! <laughs> uh, Latvia, Iveta Staza Sarsuni, Russia, Alina Kovaleva, Scotland with Eve Muirhead and her team. Switzerland is the Tiranzoni team. And Sweden, skipped, of course, by Anna Hasselberg. So these are the teams that you would expect. The thing that I noticed in looking at this, too, is that Wayne Madaw is heading over to Estonia uh, as he is going to, or he at least is listed as the coach for the Anna Hasselberg team. Yes, we saw him coach them at the first Grand Slam of the year in Ontario, uh, which of course they won. So uh, it worked well enough, and they said, "Hey, come on over." 
Yes. So who do you like in this field, Scott? I think some picking three, right? Yeah. So in order too. So it's not just three to make the playoffs as we've done. And then the winner, we're actually picking rankings here. Okay. So Anna Hasselberg is one. Yep. That's uh, clear and obvious. Number two, I'm going to take maybe a bit of a surprise, Alina Kovaleva. Okay. And for that third spot, this one's a little bit tough. Tiranzoni's playing well. Eve Muirhead is on the road back. But uh, I'm going to take Anna Kubiskova. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm going off the board here, Sean. But I think Eve's like sort of absence from the team has put them a bit behind and, and you know, their new team working it out. Uh, they're obviously good enough. But right. I think this, if they're going to miss the playoffs, this is the year to do it. And that Switzerland team, they're pretty hit and miss. We saw Tiranzoni go back to throwing four stones last weekend. Uh, it seemed like a bit of a, like, we don't really know what's wrong. So give me the other teams that are playing really well. Kovaleva had a really great season over here in Canada. And Kubitskova has been in the playoffs in a few events over in Europe. So that's my reasoning. All right, very nice. I, I agree with Anna Hasselberg winning, and I also have the Russian team there finishing second. I have that as the gold medal game. I think the thing that could maybe screw this up is if, if maybe the Russians get off to a bit of a rough start and get that four spot, but I, I'm going to go with that and stick mm-hmm. with uh, a Kovaleva Hasselberg final. I'm going to go with Eve Muirhead finishing third here. Just looking at the field, the way, as you mentioned, the Tiranzoni team has struggled so far through the year. I think they're just too good uh, to, to not make the playoffs. And once you're in the playoffs, you know, you're, you're in the bronze medal game at worst. So uh, I'm going to go with, with uh, even your head there in, in the bronze medal spot. Again, then they've been off for a couple weeks too. So hopefully Eve has been continued to recover from her surgery. And she talked about the need to take time and maybe space out her events a little bit more. So coming off being fresh, hopefully she is physically feeling good. So those are my picks there. Who do you got going down, Scott? So going down, um, it's one team to pick to go down, or are we picking two? We're picking two. Picking two to go down? All right, well, I'm going to have to go with Latvia. Yes. And... It's a toss-up for me between two of these, so I'm going to take Finland as the other to go down. Okay, that's who I've written down as well. Uh, who was your other team that you were tossing up between? The other was maybe Italy. Uh, we've seen Diana Gaspari play for Italy a lot, and I don't see her name on this team, so it might be her old team um, based on some of the names that I'm seeing. Uh, no, it looks like a young uh, junior team, so... You know, maybe maybe them, but uh, those were the two I was going between. All right, fair enough. So uh, just to summarize then, on the women's A side, Scott and I both have Latvia and Finland going down. We both have Sweden and Russia finishing one, two. I have Scotland third, Scott with Czech Republic third. On the B side, we both have Hungary coming up, and we both, excuse me, I have Norway, Scott has Estonia. So that does it for the women's side as we shift over now to the men's side. And again, like with the women, there's going to be a bunch of teams here with which you are already familiar looking at the rosters. But let us start here with 
the B side again. Let's run through the teams here. Playing in the B draw, Austria, Belarus, Czech Republic, Denmark, England, Spain, Estonia, France, Hungary, Israel, Latvia, Lithuania, Slovenia, Slovakia, Turkey, and Wales. So there you go. Those are your teams on the B side. Rather than offend more people trying to pronounce these names, <laughs> just go with this. So, and I, I, in looking at these rosters, Scott, I'm not familiar. I think with any of them. With any of them, well, uh, I think the Spanish skip was the team was the same skip that played in the mixed, the world mixed. Okay. Uh, I could be wrong, but uh, I think so. And looking at the world rankings of all these teams, Sean, uh, I, I mapped that out today. That uh, the highest ranked team out of this 16 is the Czechs at 102 on the world ranking. And the lowest ranked, there are four teams unranked uh, on the world tour. Israel, Wales, Slovakia, and Turkey. And uh, Slovenia comes in at number 420. So uh, those other teams outside the top 500. Okay, so like with the women, some teams that probably here, you know, getting some hopefully, you know, arena type ice, higher competition. This is part of a development type event then for a lot of these countries. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And and we should note these. This is broken into two pools. This event, so um, it'll be like the winner of each pool will get the one seeds in okay. the sixteen playoff round. All right, so who do you like coming out of this? So, uh, to be honest, i got to pick this Spanish team coming out. Uh, like I said, uh, if I'm correct, the uh, Spanish curling is on a tear right now. Okay. And, uh, I w- I'd want to reward them coming out. And then, so I decided to pick one person, one team from each pool to come out. So that's my team from Pool A. And from Pool B, I was going to take... Uh, Belarus as a somewhat surprising team. Okay, so there you go. Look at that. Uh, coming out with a, a bit of a surprise. Why are you going with the Belarusians? Uh, ranked 188 in the world. Um, they're easily the second highest ranked team in their pool. And uh, with Austria being the top ranked, I thought, well, you know, maybe maybe they could pull something together. Okay. So and I didn't want to pick I didn't want to pick England cuz uh I didn't want to, to give Jonathan the satisfaction. <laughs> All right, that's fair enough. So uh so on my side and I didn't actually look to see if they're in the same pool to be honest, but I just looking at the teams, I'm going with France and the Czech Republic. Okay. With the rationale being that both of those countries have been represented at a world championship before. So there's a, a tradition, at least, of of some high-level curling being able to get through. So I'm going to go with those two squads there coming out of the B side. Right on. Now, let's go into the main events of the men's side with the A draw. These are a lot of teams with which you will be familiar, teams that uh, you've played on tour a lot, uh, seen in the Olympics, all that fun stuff. On the men's side, we have Finland, Germany, Italy, the Netherlands, Norway, not Thomas Ilgerud, though, Stefan Wallstead, Poland, Russia, Scotland, Switzerland, 
Sweden. That is the lineup there for the Swiss. It is, of course, Peter de Cruz, the Swedish team, Nicholas Dean, Scotland in this event. It is Bruce Mowat, not the Muirhead team. And otherwise, the only other support, the surprise might be that Thomas Ulgerud's not there. Uh, Jaap van Dorp for the Netherlands, who we know, Joel Ray Turnaz from Italy, who we've seen at World Championships, the Olympics. So some people you're familiar with here. Mm-hmm. So what do you like? Well, Sean, I looked at this and thought to myself immediately, like, can Stefan Volstead's team play spoiler to Scotland, Switzerland, Switzerland or Sweden? Can they be... Can they beat any of those teams? And I, I don't think they can. Uh, they've been back in Europe for a while now. Uh, Switzerland played in the latest uh, Grand Slam. So maybe they'll be tired, but they played really well. So, yeah, it's, uh, this is what I'm wrestling with, is whether one of them can be knocked off. What do you think? So I'm going with uh, I'm going with chalk here. I don't think they can. Um, I'm going with Sweden to win, Switzerland to finish second, and I'm going to go with Stefan Wallstead in the bronze medal spot. Okay. Okay. So you do think uh, Norway will get in there, though? I do. To that yeah. Top three. I, I do think that they'll get into that top three. I just think when we've seen Ray Turnaz, when we've seen Jan Van Dorp, we've just seen Stefan Wallstead be better than them. Uh, at a variety of events, so oh yeah, he's definitely better um, than them. But I'm I'm thinking about Scotland. Yeah, so that that's sort of the toss up. But to me, you know, if if I'm prognosticating here, I'm going to say that the bronze medal game is Norway versus Scotland, and in a one game situation, who knows these? And with young guys too, and I realize Stefan Walsh is not like this, he's this really old vet type guy, but we've seen with the Moet team, you come off a, a tough loss. It could be really deflating for you. So I just wonder with them, maybe that would happen once you're knocked out to get into that bronze medal spot because they don't really need a bronze medal from the European Championships that if there's a letdown, if they do lose the semifinal. So that's sort of where my mind is at. And with Stefan Wallstead being a team that you know, you're looking to overtake Thomas Olsrud, be that number one team coming out of Norway, maybe just a little more motivation if, if, you know, if I'm searching for narratives to come out of this. Right, right. Okay. Okay, uh, then, then yeah, I'm going to have to agree, but I'm going to take Sweden 1, I'm going to take Scotland 2, and Switzerland in that third spot. Okay, so there you go. And then the last thing we have to pick here is who do you like to be relegated down to the b Well, I think the chalk pick would be Poland. They, yeah. uh, they qualified up from last year's B event. Yep. So uh, they're sort of the chalk to go down, and I'm going to take Russia, I think, to also go down. Okay. Uh, going a little off the board. A little off the board there. I agree with you, Poland. Like you said, chalk pick to go down. I'm also going to pick the Finnish team sure. to, uh, to go down. Also probably chalky on that side of the draw as well. So uh, just a quick little summary here. On the men's side, we both have Sweden winning. I have the Swiss coming in second, the Norwegians in third. You have the Scottish coming in second, Switzerland in third. Coming out of the B side, I have the Czech Republic and France. Scott, you had Belarus and... I didn't write the other one down. Spain. And Spain, of course. And being relegated down, 
We have uh, Poland, both of us. I have the Finnish team. Scott, you have the Russians. I do. I so do. those are our picks. So take that, Rocks Across the Pond. Uh, we yeah. Look, we look forward to winning <laughs> on this. Um, just one other quick note here. We got an email from Rick Collins, who is the coach of the Hong Kong team. Uh, he's married to Ling, who we've talked about before, who has also gotten in touch. Just uh, We didn't talk about this. The Pacific Asian Championships finished last weekend. Uh, Jason Chang at Skip of the Hong Kong men's team, and Ling, of course, playing on the Hong Kong women's team. The women qualified for the playoffs. Yeah, Sean. We, we sort of had a weird time in our recording schedule, and I, I wanted to talk about it, but... You're right. We never got a chance. And yeah, the the Hong Kong women nabbed that fourth playoff spot behind uh, Korea, Japan, and China. And uh, like, pretty great, uh, great job by them there that week. Yeah, really good. So they uh, qualified to the next world qualifier event, if if I'm saying that uh, in a awkward way, which is going to be in New Zealand, and they get to uh, to go play at that. And maybe if they can come out of that, make it to the world championship, which would be a huge boon for Hong Kong curling. And uh, the way Rick describes this event, he says, if you're looking for a road trip, you can't find curling ice much more remote than over there (laughs) um, in uh, Nasby, New Zealand. But congratulations to both the Hong Kong teams and certainly good luck over there in that next qualifier. Love to see you on the TV. Yeah, and and uh, the men's team finished middle of the pack, right? Uh, so, yeah, so they finished two and uh, four. Yeah, they finished sixth, uh, an improvement over last year, uh, but with a sixth place finish. Right on, right on. So yeah, congratulations to them for uh, for their participation. Absolutely, and we will continue to follow along the progress there. We're rooting for you in the next stages. And, and just one other thing, as we're recording this, that we should mention, uh, Scott. I don't know if you've had a chance to read about this, but there are some somewhat not even somewhat. There are troubling allegations uh, with the Korean women's curling team. Yes. We saw at the Olympics. Uh, as we're recording this, there's not much more to say other than what's in the uh, Associated Press story that is pretty much what is being used on all the, the sites, the CBC, TSN, all that. They're pretty much just running with the AP story. Uh, the Korean Curling Association is going to have a full investigation, but certainly some troubling allegations there. And there's really not much more to say other than hopefully uh, everything comes out as, in terms of what happened and that the, if there are these systematic problems in place, that it gets resolved. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, Sean. Uh, yeah, anybody interested can go uh, take a look at that story. Just Google them up online. Uh, what's been going on? Yeah, so certainly, uh, you know, not not great news coming out of Korea. Uh, you know, especially that team was so much fun to watch, and they really captured everyone's hearts during the Olympics. So certainly, sending all our best to the uh, to the to the team over there. Yeah, and I guess uh, before we wrap up our Pacific Asia Curling Championships coverage, we should mention that uh, the other Kim team from Korea won. Yes, <laughs> and. Yes. On the men's side, the Japanese team won. Yes. So uh, so they are heading out to the uh, World Championships. The World Championships. And, uh, so certainly congratulations to them. Uh, we'll look forward to seeing them in the spring. 
Absolutely, Sean. And and just one more thing before we go. Uh, I'm staying at my friend uh, Elizabeth's house, and her Auntie Judy is an avid listener to our our uh, show, so I wanted to give her a shout-out. All right. Yeah. Say, Hi, Judy. Thanks, yeah. thanks for listening, Auntie Judy, and uh, we appreciate it. So uh, right on. Uh, we're excited to have you along. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Thank you for listening, and thanks to everybody else for listening to our special little pop-up show. Thanks to the guys from Rocks Across the Pond for suggesting this as well, and we'll see over the next week or so which side comes out on top right on sean all right uh time for me to get back to the uh beautiful outside all right enjoy it while you can scott uh (laughs) to everyone else out there on the west coast uh please do if you have not yet please do subscribe to the podcast on apple podcast google play all those fun places and give us a rating a like all that kind of fun stuff find us on twitter at game of stones pod same for the instagram and We'll be back next week once Scott is back into the cold and misery of central Canada. But until then, keep your brooms on the ice and don't dump that intern. Make the final.